Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Sunnydale Diaries, a podcast where I, Sean, along with my dear friend Melanie, oh, hi, are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I have seen the show several times. I have not. Today, we will be discussing about the episode Out of Mind, Out of Sight, mm-hmm. which involves uh, or centers around a school dance, a prom. Is it a prom or is it a spring fling? They call it so many different They call things. this the May Queen, so it's got to be spring fling. Did you have spring flings? No, we had homecomings and a prom. I think that's it. And a junior ring dance. Was that a thing for you? That was such a big deal for us. I mean, getting the rings, I remember, was a big deal. Like, did, did you do the, the turning the ring? Oh, yeah, thing? you had to turn the ring, like, counterclockwise it's supposed to be like the number of times like to your graduation year so for me i graduated I in 96 i definitely did not because i remember there was remember the company was justin's same yeah you know, um that you know that made the rings and they gave out like a poster with like lines on it so if people turn your ring you're supposed to sign it oh i, I doubt i even got oh. i got people to turn it but i uh doubt i got anyone to sign the paper yeah i don't remember the paper but we had a dance the ring dance, mm-hmm. and when everybody got the rings, we all turned each other's rings at the dance. That Oof, sounds bad. Such a scam. <laughs> it really was. I went, do people still do junior rings? I mean, class rings must still be a thing, right? I'm sure there are. Justin's are. is Justin still? Man, that's like a that's like a trust <laughs> or a what do you call it? Monopoly. Oh yeah, yeah. Justin's. Do you still have your high school ring? Somewhere, yeah. I'm sure in a box somewhere. Same. I was big of gold and it had this Whoa. big blue stone because blue was our color man oh, that thing was gaudy yeah mine was silver with i think of red because garnet was my birthstone and then like, you could get like little things added to it like i remember on one side i got a little quill and scroll because i was in all the like the oh. writing kind of things oh. like newspaper okay i remember if they had that my parents probably didn't pay for me to get the extra stuff so but yeah that was a ring dance. And then we had homecomings. Did you go to your homecoming dances? I never went to the dances. We did, every year they would do like a homecoming skit during halftime and every class would do uh, a skit. Yeah. Uh, I remember one one year was movies because I remember my friend Trixie Sticks. I feel like I mentioned her on every episode. Hey, Trixie Sticks. Uh, she was involved. They did like Little Shop Horrors. I remember she was in that. And then the year I did it, it was like decade themed, mm. and we were, we, I think I was in t- that was tenth grade, and I was, uh, it was the twenties, and it was like a like cops versus gangsters. Oh yeah, and I was a cop dressed in my dad's security guard uniform. <laughs> but I never went to the dances. I don't remember them being a big thing. Like the parade was a big thing, and they did the court, but I don't. I don't feel like I ever wanted to go to the dance. Oh. So. It was a big deal for us. I went, I think I went to my junior and senior homecoming dances. One of them I had a date. And the other one I did not have a date. You went on your own? I did. Good for and you. my friend and I went together and we just spent the night going from room to room. It was at some kind of hotel or something. Oh. Like pining over. No, not hotel room to hotel room. Oh, okay. It was like, <laughs> like the, the dance was in like, there was a an area where you could eat and then there was another room where they had dancing and there was, I don't know. And we just, she had a crush on this one boy and I had a crush on another boy. We just kept going from room to room watching them dance with their date and being all like, you know, 
teen angsty. Oh, I know. I don't know. There was an eighth grade dance because we only moved up from yeah, eighth, yeah. eighth to ninth grade. I remember uh, House of Pain, Jump Around, and Crisscross, Jump, Jump. Yeah, there's there, a lot of jumping. There's a lot of jumping. I remember doing a lot of 19, jumping. 19, what was that, 1992, 93? yep. It's all about jumping in 1992 mm-hmm. and backwards overalls. Yes. Did they wear all their clothes backwards? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Crisscross. And then prom. I went to two proms. I went to my prom and I went to my best friend's prom as his date. And uh, I had a great time at both of those proms. I, I only went to my prom, yeah. my senior prom. I didn't go to the junior one. I had fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl that I went with, she was she was new in her senior year, and I mean, she was always nice to me, but she was a little a little odd. Mm-hmm. I remember once we were sitting at you know, at, at lunch you know, with other people. She pulls out an orange peel and all, and just <laughs> chomps in with the peel. With the peel. All right, that is a little odd. Yeah. She an alien? I don't know. Maybe. That's bizarre. Um, and then we, we both went to the same college. So yeah, we would drive together the first uh the first semester and then she like started seeing this older guy who said I was not allowed to be around her anymore. Oh, you were threatening. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 <laughs> you know, know. The, those gay guys you bring to the prom, <laughs> they're they're pretty scary. So that was the end of her. No idea where she's at. But the prom um, itself was fun. Do you remember I, the theme of your prom? I do not remember the theme. I remember the song because yeah, I heard it in public yesterday. Because "We oh. Belong" by Pat Benatar. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't like you know Enchantment Under the Sea or anything like that. It was something about belonging. I'm sure ours was Midnight Fantasy. So what did that mean? I don't know. And the prom did not go till midnight, so I, <laughs> I now, don't think that was yours in the school. That was our, or it was at a place. It was at a place. Yeah, it was state. at a really fancy hotel, yes. and uh, yeah, that was good. We got. To, I took a limo. Yep. Yep. No, this was in 1989, so my dress was all like aluminum foil, uh, shiny, and I had huge hair. I'll have to find a picture and you can post it on the social media. Yes, yeah. yes, because I have mine in my touch, <laughs> my giant glasses. The second prom I went to, my best friend's prom, I wore the dress from the previous year's homecoming, <gasps> and I had developed quite a bit in between those two years. So I was spilling, I was good arm candy for that guy. I was spilling out of that dress. Good for, times. For me, the uh, my prom was in 96, which was the year of the Macarena. I, if I remember correctly, the DJ played Macarena three separate times. I think at our uh, prom, our DJ played Moni Moni about five times. I mean, good song. And people got excited, just as excited on the fifth time as the first time. Now, were you one of those people who after the prom, like you stayed out until like the next morning? We, so um, we took the limo to... The bowling alley where the BBS get-together was being held, it was Friday night, and just so I could show off to all, you know, our limo. And then we went to a party that was held by a friend of mine, and then I went to my boyfriend's house and slept over there. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) I have nothing exciting. And then my mom cooked breakfast for us the next day for everybody. And then we went to the beach. Nice. I think we went to the diner afterwards because, you know, Long Island, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Go to the diner. Mm-hmm. Pizza Burger Deluxe, cheese fries. Oh, Pizza Burger Deluxe, you told me about this. It's, what it's, is a Pizza Burger Deluxe? 
It is a burger, like marinara sauce and mar- mozzarella. And I don't remember exactly what made it deluxe, but it's, it's a damn good thing. Especially like in the middle of the night. <laughs> the, the spit from the cook. <laughs> Another thing from this episode, uh, yearbook. I was on the yearbook staff. Oh, did you enjoy it? I did loved you? it. It was like you could get a, it was like a, a pass. I could get out of class anytime I wanted because I had to go do something for yearbook. It was amazing. Yeah, same thing with me, a literary magazine and newspaper. Yeah. Yep, I had that permanently signed pass that by one of the great. advisors. Yep. Um, I know the newspaper uh, staff used to make fun of us in yearbook because we were the, the little, you know, they weren't really articles. I don't know what you call that in an, you know, the, the little text, yeah. the blurbs. And they would say that wasn't real writing and make fun of us. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't care. It was fun. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> Does that mean like you were in a ton of the photos in the yearbook since you're on? Um, I was in quite a few photos. Not a ton, but quite a few. Um, also, well, I was in one because I started my own club oh. in my senior year because I was trying to plump up my... Uh, <laughs> my transcripts okay. to look good for colleges. So I created a club with my friends called the Literary Arts Club. Okay. Got my own little spread in the, in the yearbook for that. And what did you do with the Literary Arts Well, club? supposedly we were going to discuss, you know, read. It was like supposed to be like a book club. Right. Where we read, you know, like a classic literature and then talked about it. Bridges it of Madison County. ended up, I don't even know if Bridges of Madison County was written yet okay. at that point. <laughs> but... I know one of the books we were going to do was Mutiny on the Bounty, and we ended up just com- having everybody come to my house so we watched the Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up just being me and my friends hanging out. We really didn't do very much, but we were in the yearbook, so that counted. Nice. I have my yearbook still. Same. They are uh, they're in a crate in my closet. Okay. I did not get a lot of have a nice summers. I have. Oh yeah. Uh, I-, I had some some nice writing and you know some stupid stuff, but. When uh, when they said that in this episode, I, I started thinking about my my yearbook and what people wrote. I don't think I got any "Have a Nice Summers." Well, and because you also got to you know choose who signed it, so that's I true. Just didn't show it to the people I didn't like. I do remember one one thing that one of my teachers wrote. Um, my science teacher, physics teacher, and I did not do well in this class. Try as I might, he wrote something about my quiet perseverance. <laughs> it's like. Ugh. Oh, that's kind of sad, but thanks, I guess. That's <laughs> like my boss at the at the job we had together. Every every personnel or every HR review, Sean is humble. He loved using the word humble. Yeah, just like Wilbur, the pig. <laughs> I am humble. You are some pig. Then <laughs> another another thing from this episode: feeling invisible. Mm. Have you been there? So I am five two. In a world of not 5'2 people, and I have often felt invisible. I can remember once my first year in college, I was at a club on campus, and it was so crowded, and I was literally like everybody around me. I was just looking at backs. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, I was so small compared to everybody around me, and I got so upset about it, and I, I left, and I went and cried somewhere. Angsty. Oh. Angsty. But, yeah, I mean, not not like... um. Not like personality-wise. I think I have a pretty um, outgoing personality so that I don't get overshadowed in a room. I don't know. People tell me I'm outgoing. I don't know. What do you think? I think you are because, you know, when you interviewed me, you know, those 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, your 
you were like the number one person I remembered. Yeah. So yeah, you do have an outcast. You're like me. You're I don't. Int- I don't fade in- into a room. No, you don't fade into a room. I think you're you're like me in that you're an introverted extrovert. Yes. Or an extroverted introvert. One of, one of those things. Yeah. It's kind of like um, in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, another nerd. I'm so nerdy. There's like uh, the real you. And I don't remember what the terminology is. Somebody cannot remind me. The, um, the real you but the and then the you you put out there. Mm. You know? The real me is introverted. I think the real me is still introverted. Yeah. I think I'm a lot more extroverted than I used to be yeah. like, in high school. But yeah, I think at heart I'm. I'm introverted. But anybody that would I would ask about you, or I'm sure you would ask about me and say, what do you think, is Sean introverted or extroverted? They would say, oh, no, Sean is extroverted. Same with me. When I tell people I'm shy or I have social anxiety or whatever, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Survival skills. I do. The one scene, and I will start talking about the episode in detail, but yeah. the one scene that I related to was when Marcy was in the English class. Yeah. She's putting her hand up and teacher's calling everybody but her. Yeah. Uh, in my sophomore year of college, you know, we had to take a literature class. Like, yeah. Like introduction of poetry. And the teacher had her four favorites. And like she walked in the class and said, like, one's named Bob. Bob, I can't wait to hear what you had to say. And she would oh. call on, you know, Bob and the other three people and did not give a crap what anybody else thought. I don't know. In my world, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Pressure is off. I'm just going to listen to what they have to say. <laughs> uh, but I had feelings. I had opinions. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> the poetry, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever felt that invisible. Oh, poor Marcy. Yeah. Poor Clea Duvall. Boy, Clea Duvall, I will have to say... I, I don't know how much she got paid for this episode, but she got a deal on this episode because she was on screen, like, what, a total of three even, minutes? I was going to say probably less than that. I right? Think, even. And she probably just did all her stuff ADR, and who knows if that laughing was even really her. And, man, that's easy money. Was it play in the flute? We'll never know. <laughs> no, no, no. That's going to have to go on the list. Uh, <laughs> when, when we meet Clea about was it you playing the flute? <laughs> Were you holding the scalpel? I forgot to look up where this fell in Clea Duval's uh, resume. So I, I did look at what else she's in because I know her from so many things, and it it was pretty early on. Uh, you know, around like the same time as the faculty that she was. Oh in yeah, also. yeah, yeah. She does look very young in this episode. She does. Uh, some of the other things that I knew her from can hardly wait, which I know we've discussed before is one of, you know, probably my favorite movie of the 90s. She was in Can't Hardly Wait. According to IMDb, she was. I I can't tell you who, and, you know, maybe I'll edit this out if it wasn't really her. <laughs> I know Lauren Ambrose was in. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back and look. All right. I, I okay. haven't watched that movie okay. in a couple of years. So All right. Maybe that'll make me watch it this All weekend. Right. Uh, Girl Interrupted. Yes. Identity. Oh, that's right. I love that movie. That is like my one of my favorite movies with a good twist. Uh, I feel like the one I know her from the most, Carnival, which was an HBO series. I never watched that. I wanted to. I feel, she to me stood out the most in that. Uh, Heroes. Which I didn't like watch NBC. that one either. And then I kind of 
I, I stopped looking at that point. But apparently she was also in a few episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, which if she was, I didn't recognize her. Or maybe it's just a season I haven't watched yet. Okay. Hmm. I'm looking as well to see if there's anything. Was she in, um, oh, she was in, um, but I'm a cheerleader. Did you ever see that? You know, I've seen so many <laughs> clips of it on yeah. reels and TikTok, but yeah. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. I'm sure I would like it. I'm thinking can't hardly wait. Okay. Oh, Dangerous. Oh, the series, the TV series, Dangerous Minds. Oh, yeah, she was. I think she is right there. Like, looking at her character, I, I, I see her. Oh, yeah. She was like a main character. Yeah. She was like, yeah. Baby, she's been in, in a ton. And I feel like she's one of those actresses that has a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. So when, when she's in something, I uh, it stands out to me. All right, ready to uh, dive into the episode? Let's do it. All right, so... All right, uh, we get the cheesy voiceover. Che- no previously on, but nope. the cheesy voiceover. Mm-hmm. It is very weird how random that seems. Like, not every episode has that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what makes them decide what to include. Do they cut it for timing? Or... I would say maybe an episode has to be a certain amount of time, and they have to, I don't know. Cordelia talking about the end of school dance. Yep. Cordelia and Harmony. Mm-hmm. And harmony with the weird T-shirt with the little kitty on on the front. I think that's like a, a signature of the '90s, mid '90s fashion for young girls. Is like you just have a cute little white T-shirt with some little cartoony animal on it. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, so I feel like this is the first time that we get a lot of harmony. And uh, Mercedes McNabb is the actress. So do you remember in the movie The Adams Family when they're at like summer camp? Yes. The blonde girl. That, yes. That's her. That's her? Yeah. Interesting. Yes, I can see that now. Yep. Oh, and she's just as annoying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mitch, who is Cordelia's current man, uh, is talking about her blue eyes. Yes. But no. They're hazel. They're hazel like me. I feel like there's, you know, we have a bond You're now. comparing yourself to Cordelia? I'm not comparing myself oh. to her, but we both have hazel eyes. Okay. I like that. All right. Uh, they run into Buffy. literally, yeah, yes, <laughs> Buffy who uh, trips and her accoutrement go <laughs> her, everywhere. Her little action figure kit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. What do you call that thing? The ball, the spiky ball, mace. On a, the mace. Yeah, with her mace. Not to be confused with Mace the Spice or Mace the Rapper. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I saw there was a cross and a stake. There were a few other things, but I, I just kept going. I, I know. Oh, the city. Uh, and then we're in English class. After Cordelia's insulting to Buffy again. Again. She's, again, the, the social pariah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't get it. Perky little blonde girl. And she refers to, and she says, you're always in that creepy library. That creepy librarian. It really is a creepy library. Well, because nobody's ever there. Yeah, but I mean, we've talked about that. The yes. books that are in there are pretty creepy. Yes. She's not wrong. I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, this new new girl, and you always see her hanging out with the librarian. I mean, that <laughs> does seem kind of weird. Yeah, the librarian that's like somewhere between 40 and 60 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, is, it is a little odd. So I, I kind of get where Cordelia is coming from. So. Um, but then we do go to English class. Yes. They're talking about Shylock, and I had to Google. That is from Merchant of Venice. Oh, okay. I had never, we never read that in English class. I think we did, but I don't remember. 
So I also noticed in a little fashion note, Will is wearing a Scooby Doo shirt. Yes, I got. So I know they're called the they're called the Scooby Gang, right? I don't know if it's happened yet, but yes, they are known. They are. Is that just a fan thing, or is that like? No, it comes. Then later on, they're called the Scooby Gang. Yeah, in the show. In the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, I never, I never noticed that before. And then, so they're talking about um, Shylock, and Cordelia is going off on how. He's so self-involved, and, and it's kind of funny. And he should get over himself. But then uh, Willow offers up some information or uh, an opinion or something. And um, Cordelia says, that's such a Twinkie defense. Yes. What? It was the 90s. The chatter on the calf is that it was a Twinkie defense. What? <laughs> All right. No, I, I, I don't know what that means. I don't either. It's a Twinkie defense. Okay. Okay, what did you find out about the Twinkie defense? I found out that... It, um, let's see, it was a term coined by reporters during their coverage of the trial of defendant Dan White for the murders of San Francisco City Supervisor Harvey Milk and Mayor George Moscone. His defense was that he suffered diminished capacity as a result of his depression, um, which his change in diet from healthy food to Twinkies and other sugary food was said to be a symptom of that depression. And that led to his actions. Huh. The more you know. The Twinkie defense. I'm going to remember that. That's definitely going to stick with me. Okay. Thank you for looking it up. And then she says, when she's talking about Shylock, and she says, those people craze me. Yeah. What? They craze her. There is a lot. They ruffle her. Yes. (laughs) There is a lot in this show of them creating parts of speech. Creating lingo. Yeah. Making nouns into verbs kind of a thing. Like they were, this is a few seasons away, but they were the first to say Google someone. Oh. Buffy was. Uh, but yeah, you'll hear a lot of interesting uh, turns turns of phrases okay. and lingo. All right. Including that one. Did it ruffle you? <laughs> I am unruffled. All right. Then we go to the locker room unless you have it in there. Yep. Nope. Ru- nope. And and you could tell something bad is going to happen because the music is telling you something bad is going to happen. In theory. But all the lights are on, so it throws you off a little bit because, you know. And there's nobody usually, watching. Usually the lights are off in the locker rooms this school. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's only the girls' locker room. I think it's the first time we're seeing the guys' locker maybe, room. Maybe. That's true. It is. Um, and there's nobody walking through saying, hello. Hello. No, but there is weird laughing. There is weird laughing. Disembodied laughing. Well, before that, Mitch is being gross. It's not her arm I'm hoping to be on. Oh, I know. Gross. Nasty. Boys are gross. They are. But yeah, we hear some women's laughter and then... It's the most unnatural laughter. Like, like whoever this is, is like uh, feigning laughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a Wingardium Leviosa baseball bat. <laughs> yes. Baseball bat is flying around. And, and man, that ghost has the worst aim ever. <laughs> that, that thing is unwieldy. Yes. <laughs> and it... Beats up Mitch. Yes. And then we get credits. Um, then they're back in the hallway and um Cordelia is campaigning to be the May May Queen? May Queen. Is that what they call it? The May Queen? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. But okay. It's like Homecoming oh, Queen, I assume. But she's got like uh yeah, Harmony is there, I guess, but then she's got these two rando girls. Her we don't entourage. Know who- yeah, we don't know who they are. They don't say anything, but they're just standing next to her, like her gang girls, like yeah. Right? Yeah. Do we? Does it matter to to us who those girls are? No. No. Okay. They had to audition for those parts. They did. 
They did. You're absolutely Hanger right. on number one and hanger on number two. Kind of like Cool Guy number one from the uh, it is yes, the cool guy the female version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Cordelia is handing out chocolates. Yes. A C. F- yeah, a C for Cordelia. Yes. But then she tells Buffy again, "Me, I don't think I need the loony fringe vote." I wrote that too. The loony fringe vote. Rude. I know. And then, so then Willow and Xander are come over and they're kind of talking to uh, Buffy. And then Willow just uh, has a stroke or something and starts laughing uncontrollably. I was like, man, this is some bad acting right here. I didn't like it. Okay. Did you see what she was holding? No. A squeeze it. Do you remember squeeze it? No. They're little plastic bobbles. Uh, oh, with like sugar sugar yes. juice in them? Yes. Yeah, I think I remember that. That's a 90s thing. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Do you remember one? I'm sure I did. I mean, it's not the kind of thing my parents Ugh. would buy, but I'm sure. It's just even now, I'm like cringing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Here, so here. But yep, she's there with her squeeze it and her Scooby Doo t shirt. And her and her stroke laughter. Her stroke I don't know. Laughter. She's had, just having some kind of fit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, her and Xander are, are reminiscing yes. of when Cordelia did something funny in the fifth grade. <sighs> and Buffy's, uh, she's feeling left out. She feels left out. Foreshadow. Exactly. It's the theme. So then, um, oh, so then the rumor is going through, you know, the rumor mill at Sun- Sunnydale. We're all hearing about what happened to Mitch. Yes. And somebody says, he's dead. And then Armin Shiverman is there. Yep. He's like right there. There's no there's no dead students here. But I, you can see in this school why people would assume that he's dead. Yeah. Why there's a dead, another dead student, you know, because it's been at least a week. Yeah. Well, and I think he even said, like, there's no dead student here this week. He kind of mumbled. <laughs> Because it happens. Uh, and then uh, Buffy is going to go check things out. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm going to go. And Snyder is like, well, no, rightfully. I was on his side on this one. I like, agree. Yeah, that's right. You can't go to the crime scene. You should have been. Where were you, Armin Shimmerman, like uh, when Giles was all up in the crime scene, whatever episodes ago? Good for you taking control of your school. Well, forget crime scene. She shouldn't be going to the men's locker room. <laughs> that's true. Um, did you happen to notice her skirt? No, I don't know. At first I thought it was like pink leopard print, but then I thought maybe it was cherry, so I just couldn't tell. Oh, no. No, I just always notice that she's wearing pastels with black boots. It really bothers me. Yes. It crazes me. <laughs> You're crazed. <laughs> and, but Buffy does end up in the uh, in the locker room. Yep. She noticed there is a word spray painted on the lockers. Look. Right. We don't know what we're looking at yet. No. And then we go to the cafeteria. Yep. I like Xander's joke because they're talking about the bat. Maybe it's a vampire bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're the only one that liked his joke. You didn't Nobody that? at the table liked the well, joke. No, no, that's true. <laughs> Did you like it? Um, it, it, Xander makes me giggle. Just because he's a goofball. You heard it here first, episode 11. <laughs> Xander makes her giggle. <laughs> All right, so then my next note is Cordelia and Harmony yep. are talking outside, and all of a sudden, bam, Harmony's down the stairs. Before she's down the stairs, what? Cordelia wasn't in fifth period, because, you know, they just come and go at this Because she had a free. She had a free, and she went to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she went to the hospital, right. Yeah. But yes, then uh, then Harmony falls down the stairs. Did <laughs> you, some acting down those stairs. Did you catch the stunt person? <laughs> Ray, when she no. falls, you could tell. It was obvious stunt person. Obvious I, I probably in my head said, rewind that because that's probably an obvious stunt double. And then I was just like, man, oh, man, that's quite a tumble. 
Yeah. And then Doug Ed Snyder's there immediately. Yeah, he is a better principal. He's a flutie. He's on the ball. Yeah. I sure hope he doesn't meet an untimely demise. Oh, we, we have a lot of uh, army supermen ahead of us. All right, good. A lot of playful banter with him and Buffy. All right, good. Uh, so then, you know, Buffy hears some laughter. <laughs> yep. And we see some, uh, so she goes back on the stairs exploring. We see some yeah. moving ceiling tiles. Yeah. Which I had to rewind because I didn't know what that was at first. I know. I wrote, I wrote that the, I feel like the camera keeps panning to nothing. Yeah. Like they're trying to capture the invisibleness of this person. <laughs> That's their budget, their season one budget. <laughs> <laughs> Just random shots of ceiling. Pan over to nothing. Yeah. Uh, another cute thing that I, I wrote down that Xander said, yes, well, over for dinner. Molly's making her famous call to the Chinese place. I wrote that too. And I think, uh, skip fast forward to where you asked me what my favorite line is. And that was my favorite line. Oh, cool. Um, so, oh, but we, before you get to that, uh, we panned over and saw the guys, the weird guys in suits. Did we? I missed but that. The one you get, yeah. Like it's in the opening of the shot. They just kind of pan past these guys <laughs> in suits, but nobody acknowledges them. <laughs> Who are they? Are they really there? I, at one point I was like, are they really there? Is that like, was that the crew? Or they just didn't I don't know. <laughs> or they're like somehow invisible, but not really. I don't know. Um, and then, uh. Oh, yeah, and then Xander says something about um, he comes up with some knowledge from his research. And he goes, yeah, research boy comes with the knowledge. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, just like that knowledge girl. What am I, knowledge girl? Mm-hmm. Which you wanted on the t-shirt. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I thought, that's a good couple's costume for us. Oh. Research boy and knowledge girl. We had something else a few episodes ago that we also <laughs> no. said. I I was just thinking. Costume. I was just thinking recently that I need to go back and re-listen to all of our episodes and start writing down these things that we've said. Oh, go put on the bingo card or dress up for as part of our drinking game or the Melanie and Sean homework. Unless somebody else has anybody started a wiki page for our podcast yet. <laughs> If you have it, feel free. Yeah. And let us know. That's right. At the Sunnydale Diaries at gmail.com. So, okay. So then after um, Willow and Xander take off to go have Chinese food or whatever, Buffy is investigating and she's walking down the hall and she comes across Cordelia in a room with all of her lackeys trying on her dress, hemming the dress. I was like, what is this? Like a wedding prep or like what? Why are they doing this at school? I, I thought that was weird. I, I did write down that it was a reenactment of the mice and Cinderella scene. Yes, it kind of was. That's but but what room? Where? Why are why are they here doing this at school? I mean, I know why because it's a show and blah blah. blah but yeah, I, it's it, poor writing. It is lazy, Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And we get Buffy in pants. Doesn't happen a lot in this season. And she oh. was wearing pants when she came back this oh. evening. Oh yeah, okay. Because evening. <laughs> so back to the library. Mm-hmm. Angel. Angel's there, but no reflection. Yes. Wow. That, that was some cool special effects. We haven't seen Angel in a while. We have. I don't think we've seen Angel since episode seven, Angel. Because mm. he wasn't in the puppet show. It wasn't in Nightmares. Mm. Interesting. Yep. So this is where we learn about um, some more of the dusty books. Yes, the Tiberius Manifest. You think that's a um? You think that's a Star Trek reference? That's it, Captain Kirk's middle name. 
Oh, maybe. Because there's another Star Trek reference uh, in this episode and the next episode. No, the next episode. Next episode, yeah. Uh, and then and the Pergamum Codex. The which Pergamum that, Codex. That's when I had to turn on the subtitles. Same. Because there used to be a home improvement store on Long Island Pergament. Oh. I'm like, I'm sure it was in the Pergament Codex, but let me uh, let me go back and check. So, but apparently it disappeared centuries ago, but Angel can get it. Angel can get it. He's got the deets. No problem. He's, got on, he's got on Amazon. It existed <laughs> yeah. by then, I think. Just for books. Yeah. Then we get our first look at Cleo Duvall. Flashback. Yes. How many times could a toupee look like a cabbage? A lot in how, this scene. Explain to me how a toupee could look like a cabbage. I think they meant like a cabbage leaf. Still? Like a big cabbage leaf just sitting on his head. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So you just needed the visual of me putting my hand on my head like that? Yes. Right. Because I was picturing yeah. the ball. No. Like, <laughs> like, like a, just leaf. one leaf. Okay. But, okay, so this is what I thought about that scene. What is this bathroom that only has one sink and they all have to crowd around that sink? <laughs> and that's really hard to ignore someone when you're standing like shoulder to shoulder with them the way they were at that sink. That's fair. <laughs> but still, weird. <laughs> so poor Clea Duval. Yeah, she was really trying to fit in. And they she just, really was. He just ignored her. And again, why? It's so arbitrary. Who's popular and who's not in high school and who gets ignored and who doesn't. 100%. It's tough being a kid. It is. But it does get better. You just got to make it through those it four does. years. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. All right, so then we're back in... Um, oh, so then we're uh, out in the courtyard where a Cordelia has won... The uh, May Queen. Yes. And she's holding court, <laughs> giving her speech, giving a whole oral history of her fashion decisions yes. from six years old on. <laughs> and I noticed Buffy wearing a scarf. Yes. Wearing a blue scarf. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And suit guys are there again. Man, I did not see them. Yeah. I did not see them yeah, at all. They're invisible. <laughs> they're very stealthy. Uh, Willow pulled up classes, activities, medical records. Again, HIPAA violations. Sorry, so I had to look like, because I knew that HIPAA came out in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so it was passed in 96, but it did not go into effect until 2003. Oh, yeah. There's so, all sorts of violations in this show. Well, no, I know, but I, was, I really thought at this point HIPAA was in effect. Oh, okay. So all right. I feel better knowing it was passed in 96. I didn't just make that up, but... So we'll have to see going forward if they continue with the violations in this show or they are HIPAA compliant. Okay, so now we're searching for Marcy. Marcy Ross. We know Marcy Ross. We know her name and we're checking we're checking all over for her. Including the ceiling. Yes. And we go up into the ceiling. That's a really big area up there. Mm-hmm. We gotta be able to move around. I guess. We've talked about crawling through air vents before. Yeah, I, I thought of that again when she was crawling up there. I was like, man, that's some, you know, so ceiling tiles, those foam ceiling tiles are not very strong. Mm-hmm. But Marcy's got a whole apartment set up up there. She's got a little cozy. Look. I don't know how she set up all of that stuff, or how she got it all up there. But yeah, she's got a little, like, they called her the nest. That's what it was. Man. One of the things up there was a yearbook. Yep. She grabs. Yep. Have a nice summer. Oh. I didn't know this. I didn't know that that was code. Oh, that is have a nice summer. Yeah, I, well, you know, I say that, but maybe I, I know it because I watched this episode oh. in '97. Yeah, this is the first one I ever watched. Yeah, poor Marcy. <laughs> um, actually, we're we're not we're not at, at the have a nice summer yet. Oh, because the English teacher. Oh, first we're gonna take out the a poor English teacher. I was like, why are you gonna take out Miss Miller? 
Well, you saw what she did. She didn't call on her. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That's a murder oh, reason yeah, if I ever heard <laughs> one. <laughs> I felt bad for her. Especially that way. It's tough being a teacher. Like, bang over you the head. Get, you don't get made, you know, earned enough money for that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Teaching. No. But thankfully, Cordelia comes in and rescues her. Yep. And we get some more Wingardium Leviosa with the chalk. I do have to say, I was, thought it was interesting when, uh, earlier in the episode, when Cordelia asked for help on her, whatever she was writing, from Miss Miller. And she seemed like a very polite young lady when she was very grateful and courteous. And I was like, oh, who's this Cordelia? Yeah, I feel, I'm sure we'll get into it more, but I, I feel like we see some different sides of Cordelia eventually mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, good thing Cordelia showed up yep. late. Saved her. Saved her. And we get listen. Listen. So now we're looking and listening. Look and listen. Isn't that like a song? Stop, look, and listen. Like a kid's Stop, song. drop, and roll? Well, no, no. Oh, what that Stop, one. look, and listen? Yeah. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I know that one. It is a good one. Okay. But no. No, that's not it. Okay. All right. So then we learn about Have a Nice Summer. Yeah. People perceive Marcy, or people weren't. They were not perceiving her. Yeah. <laughs> In any way. Cave, so it's not like she chose this. Right. Plot twist. Da-da. Yeah, it's not something she can control. Right. And so then Giles says, oh, I was thinking mystical versus quantum mechanical. Mm-hmm. Breaking down the physics. Yeah. Okay. I do I do like that they did throw in that, you know, it's because they're over a hell mouth. Because that was really the yes, catalyst. That, yes, yes. I was like, I mean, if that's the case, I probably would have been invisible a couple of times. Um, And it did remind me when he said reality is created by perception. It reminded me of our prior boss who used to say that all the time to us, our, our director. Oh, she used to say oh. perception is reality. Yes. Yes, she did. So it doesn't matter if it really happens that way. If your customer perceives it that way. That's how it that's is. That's how it is. She also said, which I feel relates to this episode, <laughs> English is hard. I, I think of that all the time uh, in, in my life when, when I'm communicating with people. English is a difficult language. Yeah. We get Cordelia in the library for the first time, I think. Oh, she asks for help. Yep. Um, she pleads. She really does. I, is that before or after flashback? English flashback? Yeah, the English flashback. Uh, English flashback was before that. Okay. So we find out, we get a flashback. Back to, to the English class. Yes. Which then we find out why the teacher got her because yes. she was calling on everybody. Yes. But Marcy, even though Marcy had her hand up, she was eager. I'm telling you, I don't know why she wasn't like, can you not see me? I have my hand up. I do this when I'm driving sometimes. If people cut me off or something at night and I, I like turn, I make sure my headlights are on. I'm like, do you not see me here? Right. <laughs> I did like the effect of her fading away at that oh. point. I mean, I don't like that it happened to her, but I thought it was a good effect. It was kind of like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future when he's playing the guitar and the yes. hand starts and he's looking through his hand. Yep. Season one, baby. Um, And so um, then Cordelia, right, Cordelia goes to the library mm-hmm. to beg for help. Yes. Giles said that he doesn't think he's ever saw her in the library before. And she said, oh, no, I have a life. <laughs> yes. Oh, Cordelia. Uh, we get a wigged. She's wigged on the whole May Queen thing. Yep. And then um, as she's begging, my note was, 
wait, Cordelia is being introspective. What? And then I think right after that, she's out in the hall with Buffy. And, yes. you know, she says, I could be surrounded by people yes. and completely alone. That's what I mean. She's vulnerable. Yes. It's, she's not just a mean person. It, it seems kind of abrupt, this this personality change. That's that's like, fair. What? Yeah. All of a sudden? But okay. All right. Whatever. I mean, she did have a few moments where she was nice to Buffy yeah. throughout the season. Like, the first episode, she showed her the book. And then I remember in the Nightmares episode, she helped her find her history class because she didn't know where it was. <laughs> but overall, she was pretty mean. And this yes. is pretty yes. abrupt because now she needs something. Yes. So then they're walking and they go, they're going to go try on her dress, right? Mm-hmm. So it is. And they go to the mop closet. Why was it a mop closet? Why was it? I've never heard the term. Instead of a broom closet? Yeah. Have you ever heard mop I closet? I just think of that. No. Okay. No. Or janitor's closet. Um, and so I'm wondering why they had to go. I guess they went to the mop broom closet because that's a small space. Yeah. I where they know saying. there's no invisible person. But it has a ceiling. It does have a ceiling. And so I thought it was funny, though, when they walk in and Buffy starts looking around very dramatically. Like, she's like, okay, the coast is clear. I'm like, how do you know that? If she's invisible, how do you know she's not in the corner of the mop closet quietly watching you? That's fair. We get the magic flute music. Yes, magic flute music. And then they're following it. And I kind of knew something was going to be up at this point. And yeah, it's a recording. And then they're trapped Mm -hmm. with the gas leak. Yes. Again, what kind of school is this? Where you just walk, where into, you just walk into a room and there's a gas leak. Yeah. And there's no safety exit. No, There's no way to get out. The people who built the school just did not oh. give a crap. They did not no, care. They did not. They were the lowest bidder for sure. Uh, Cordelia gets uh, yanked up into the ceiling. You <laughs> yes. see her little little high heel white shoes <laughs> lopping yes. back and forth. Yes. And Buffy does some gymnastics to chase after her. Super leap. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then um, Buffy gets knocked out. Yep, through the ceiling. Through the ceiling. Gets knocked out, and then she gets the syringe, the ghost syringe yeah. of what we don't know. Something like that. Syringe to the neck. Yeah, and the gross. Right? Yeah. Roofied. <laughs> She's in the ceiling, get it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. And then they wake up, and there's a beautiful glitter on the, on the curtain that says, Learn. So we're looking, we're listening, and we're learning. Mm-hmm. What was the point of all these we're words? Stopping, dropping, rolling. I don't know. But I don't know. It really. She's trying to teach him a lesson. It seems like a lot of forethought and preparation for somebody that's like bonkers crazy. I mean, unless like she meant like you know seeing here everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm probably I don't making know. too much of this. I don't know, but man, that was some good application of that glitter. Yeah, it wasn't messy at all. It was like it... very neat. Somebody earned their money that day. Somebody yes. in the props department. Yes, yes. Agreed. They went to Michael's. <laughs> went aisle 34, got that glitter spray. Uh, Cordelia's face is numb. She's speaking very, uh, very, uh, el- not eloquently, but she's speaking very well for someone with a numb face. Yes. Instead of blah, 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 like that, you know, like when you go to the dentist and your face is numb. Suspend your disbelief. Okay. It's been at least two episodes since I've said that. Okay. All right. So then the tr- the tray of the tray of uh, torture tools and knives comes over, gets yeah. wheeled over. Yeah. Uh, Marcy wants to give her a face that is unique that everyone will remember. Yeah. 
And she actually gets her on the cheek. She does. Mm-hmm. They At this point, he keeps flipping back and forth between this and the gas leak. Yeah. Angel breaks in, breaks down the door, rescues them. And this, I, I thought I wasn't going to have this beef until the next episode, but they do it here too. Because, you know, uh, Giles is saying something like, we need to turn off the gas before, you know, the school blows up and Angel says, I'll get it. It's not like I need oxygen while he's panting. Yes. Yes. And, and I, yeah, same in the next episode as well. Yes. Agree. All right. Okay. Bothers me. Yes. A lot. Um, <laughs> then we're back to the girls. Buffy uh, is able to you know, get the get a curtain wrapped around Marcy so then she can see her and knocks her out. Yes. I just want to point out when, what's your name? Marcy brings out the tools of uh, the torture tools mm-hmm. and Buffy is threatening her. She says, what are you going to do? Slay me? So I guess she knows that Buffy is the slayer. Well, I think just because, because she's, she's been, been skulking, skulking around, around listening. Okay, yeah. That's what I figured. And then they refer to Marcy as a thundering loony. Does they refer to Marcy or they refer to somebody refers to somebody as a thundering loony. I think it was Marcy. Yeah. And then Buffy before the way she, um, captures marcy as she just kind of goes zen yes right and everything slows down and except her hair is blowing uh-huh, uh-huh. and she tells cordelia to shut up yep <laughs> I, I did like that like you know they, they show shut her. up and cordelia's like okay yeah they, they you know they show her she's focusing i guess so then uh yeah marcy's captured in the in the curtain and uh the suit guys come in and say they're fbi which mm. i don't believe they're fbi mm. there's some kind of covert operation they could re-impelidate her. See. Yes. She's going to be useful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. As an assassin. Before we find out they're going to be uh. assassins, we're back at the library. Yes. And remember Xander in his porn star shirt a few weeks? Yes. A few episodes ago? Yeah. I don't know if you noticed his shirt this time. Now it says 25 cent peep show. <laughs> He's dirty. He is. I never knew this before. <laughs> Cordelia, thanks. Thanks to the group outside the library. Yes. But then Mitch walks up. He's like, you're not talking to those losers. <laughs> of course. No. No. Oh. I know. It's back to our old self. Yeah. And it ends with a class of invisible kids. Yep. Marcy's directed to sit down. The teacher tells them to open up, open up their books. And we see chapter 11, assassination and infiltration. Cool. And that's how it ends. We don't know what's going to happen with Marcy. This is a room full of Im- crazy invisible people. Well, maybe they're they're being rehabilitated so that their skills can be put to use. They're still crazy. They need some therapy. I hope there's therapy in that school. Yes, I agree. And not, not just right. Yeah. As you, how can you trust a, a crazy uh, assassin? Fair. They're just going to go off on their own. Yeah, I agree. Yep. How many stakes would you give this episode? Two. Really? 2.5, oh, maybe, if I'm 2. generous. I, that wasn't my favorite. No. I mean, I agree. Not my favorite. I mean, I. it's special because it's the first one it's I saw. It's nostalgia but, for you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I would go with three. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I know you mentioned your favorite line earlier. Yeah, my favorite line was, um, uh, come over for dinner. Mom's making her famous call to the Chinese place. Oh. Uh, <laughs> for me... It was maybe it's a vampire bat. Oh, <laughs> that made me laugh. I liked it. Thank you for listening to episode eleven. Eleven. 
One more. One more to go. Got the season finale. One more to go, and then 140 to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Okay. It's it's great. It just gets better from here. It does. It's great storylines. Uh-huh. They're going to love it. Okay. Cannot wait for certain things in season two. Okay. Uh, please give us a, a rating or review if you can, if your podcast platform supports it. We'd love to know what you think. Visit us on the socials. Facebook, Reds, Instagram. YouTube. Discord. Oh, Discord. I created a Discord server. Oh, Some, right, somebody nice. asked me to. Send us an email. At the Sunnydale Diaries at gmail.com. Yeah. Visit our website at the Sunnydale Diaries.com. Please. And we'll see you next time for the season one finale. See ya. Bye.